You're listening to Cinema Geekly Premium, premium podcast from premium people. Thanks for your support. We need an exacto knife, hammer mill, premium paper, 20 pound, one ream, and a glue stick. You can just go ahead and rip off the band-aid. I have a pretty good idea while you're here. Chuck? Excuse me. Buddy's worse off and he throws you his car keys. Blue light, super Lincoln, four o'clock in the morning. St. Trooper makes you wish that you'd never been born. Better call Saul, better call Saul. You want to tell the world you're in love with a girl named Fran? So you find an overpass and you say it with a spray paint can. Blue lights start a blink and those handcuffs click. You know who to call and you better call quick. Saul, Saul, you better call Saul. You'll fight for your rights when your back's to the wall. Stick it to the man, justice for all. You better call Saul. It's another episode of Better Talk Saul, Cinema Geekly's Better Call Saul podcast. I'm Anthony Lewis. And I'm Glenn Beauvais. And we are talking season two, episode eight of Better Call Saul called... Beefy! Uh, I believe I may have, in fact, actually missed the reference to the episode title in this episode. I don't. I, did you catch it? I don't think I caught it. Beefy? No, not, not that I think of. Fifi, or maybe it's pronounced Fifi. Oh, Fifi! Yeah, yeah, Fifi. Yeah, it's Fifi. Uh, I did catch it, but now I can't remember what it was. But it was in there. Yeah, I didn't catch it. Um, all right, so. Here's the episode. Uh, Jimmy accepts Kim's offer to form the separate but together law firm of Wexler and also McGill. It's not Wexler and McGill. It's uh, Wexler and separately also McGill. Uh, Long, long uh, title. I don't think they're going to go with that uh, going forward, but we'll see. Uh, And Kim goes to announce her resignation uh, to Howard from HHM. Howard accepts Kim's resignation, and they both race to secure the Mesa Verde case. Kim succeeds in securing Mesa Verde as her first solo client, and she argues with Jimmy to set up their practices. Uh, or not, She doesn't argue. She agrees with Jimmy to set up their practices in a repurposed dentist's office. Howard reports Kim's uh, resignation... Uh, and the loss of Mesa Verde to Chuck. Chuck is alarmed by this and decides to personally try to convince Mesa Verde to stay with HHM without turning off the building's power beforehand, because, of course, that would make him seem weird and silly. So he has to sort of power through this. Lights on, devices on, everything. Uh, And Chuck eventually convinces Mesa Verde to stay with HHM, uh, ultimately collapses under the strain of the electromagnetic exposure. Uh, Kim begins to have doubts about the future with Jimmy and this firm, but Jimmy reassures her that there will be other Mesa Verdes. She did it once. She can do it again. Jimmy hears that Chuck's condition has worsened, and he goes to visit him. While Chuck is asleep, Jimmy secretly falsifies address information within the Mesa Verde files being kept at Chuck's house. Meanwhile, Mike continues to watch 
Hector Salamanca's restaurant and quietly tracks Hector's movements to a remote garage. He then returns home and begins assembling a homemade spike strip. Hmm. Your thoughts on this episode? Uh, I liked it. <laughs> I mean, well, I we guess say that's, probably... a, that's a recurring theme on this show. Yeah, I should probably just stop as a, being my opener. I, I think it'd be more surprising, like, oh, fuck this episode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe you should no. open. Maybe you should open with "I liked it" and then surprise everybody by like giving it a one or something. It like, was, uh, you know, what? this episode felt like a Mad Men episode. You know, not not a whole lot happened. Sure, but they, but a lot of stuff did happen. Yes, a lot happened without anything uh, flashy happening. I guess. Yes, it's like it did. It felt like it felt like an episode of Mad Men, which is a good thing and, and for me. Yeah. Uh, and for but, me, because that's you know that's smart writing. If you if you can keep me intrigued without having to really do a whole lot, yeah, you know, like tricks. you know, fake yeah. deaths or you know, killing off major characters without and, showing it. Yeah. <laughs> Bunch of TV shows right now we're referencing. Yeah. Uh, yeah prison riots, because that seems to happen in almost every show I'm watching now. Sure. Uh, but no, it was... Uh, I, I like... Because <laughs> this is where they, they start off eating at the hot dog stand, right? And this mm-hmm. how they... Yeah, and they... <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I want to do something, but, you know, budgets are tight. Yep. You know, and... Uh, I'm at a hot dog stand. Yeah, and then the whole Chuck scene where he's selling everything, and it's just you know what he's building up towards, and he just keeps going and just ramping it up, and it's just like, oh man! And then you, but you can see it happening too. Like as he's talking, like he's getting more and more drained, and it's like why he has to keep ramping it up is he's trying to sell it as fast as he can because he knows he can't keep up with it that much longer. So, and then uh, I, the Jimmy thing, it's like Jimmy, you don't have to be Walter White. I get that we have to go down this road, but God damn it. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to play that dirty of pool with your brother. It was pretty dirty. Well, I mean, I don't, I mean, we'll talk about it. So he, uh, the thing with Chuck in that scene. Now, did you get the same feeling that I got that the woman from the Mesa Verde company completely figured out exactly what Chuck was doing? From the get go, oh yeah, because basically see her roll her eyes, kind of at first. Yeah, because basically Chuck was like, "We get it. She's young and she's very good, and we're just old. Uh, you know, I'm so old and boring that I happen to keep up with every single important piece of thing that goes on in the world of law. <laughs> you know, basically like uh, putting themselves over while." Like, like, very backhandedly saying, we're the best while trying to say, oh, like, yeah. you're making a stupid decision, essentially, is what, they're, yeah. what he was saying. But he did it in, in a way, it's like, we're dumb and old, we're so boring that we study, like, I read law shit for Oh, fun. you're gonna need the manpower for it, oh, but, you uh, know. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Jimmy, to me, look, to me, Jimmy figured that this was, I, I don't think it was ever outwardly said or done, but I feel like the reason Jimmy did all of this is because he's like, fuck you, Chuck. Chuck's the reason they don't have Mesa Verde. And... I, and you know, the thing is, I think Chuck... I don't think Jimmy ever expected to really get Mesa Verde. I think a lot of it just has to do with trying to stick it to his brother. Maybe, yeah. Because he's trying to get his brother to play dirty with him, and his brother, you know, in a way he did. You know, he pretty much, you know, what they all said was a bad ad is 
what he did in a pitch meeting, you know, was the over the top dramatics to sell, you know, what you're trying to get them to buy. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's Let's what he about... always gets on the Jimmy for. Like they both have showmanship. Let's... And I think that's what Jimmy's trying to, you know, maybe in a way prove subtly is that, you know, Chuck can be just as much of a showman as me. This is probably, probably where he got a lot of it is from Chuck, just seeing how he interacts. And I think Chuck just hates it because maybe Jimmy does it in a way that he feels is manipulated, whereas mm-hmm. Jimmy doesn't see it, you know, being a showman's being a showman. You're always going to oversell whatever you got. And maybe there's the context between the two ideologies where, where, where you're having a problem. Let's talk about the fun dichotomy that is how Kimmy goes about her business and how Jimmy goes about his business. <laughs> it's not Kimmy, but I, for some reason, yeah. I... Oh, he's, Yeah, he's Jimmy and I, Kimmy Schmidt starting this weekend, uh, so I'm very excited. Uh, but how she goes about business... Oh my god, business, it starts today, didn't it? Uh, it may be today, yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, so she meets with... Kim meets with Mesa Verde uh, at a restaurant, very professional setting and all of this stuff. To work, to work her magic, how she's going to run her side of the law firm. And she gives this great speech, and wins Mesa Verde over. She gives this great speech about, like, uh, the, the dudes that hand-tailored suits, right? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, they pay the specific attention. Each stitch is sewn with you in mind. And, like, that's your – she's like, we're starting out right now, but you're going to be my only client. Everything is going to be tailor-made for you right now. And it's like you're not going to be able to get that attention from bigger law firms. She does this great sell job. And then meanwhile, uh, it's not really specified what the fuck he's actually working on. But clearly, Jimmy is working on doing something. And with the old veteran guy, who's really not an old vet, he's just some guy that Jimmy got, what was it, uh, public masturbation? Yeah, and something Jimmy, like that. And Jimmy got him, well, he didn't. <laughs> and he's... Uh, Cause, and basically, he wants to do this because there's like an old World War II plane, I think, that's yeah. at a local airbase. And he uses this guy to to, to kind of sneak in onto the airbase under the guise that he's like this old a war hero guy who, you know, was flew one of these planes or something. And he wanted to see one of the old girls one last time. And then they, they get the airman who's like kind of... Uh, like the I've liaison. seen him in something. And I'm, ha- I, I'm really mad that I can't place where can't I've seen that him. guy before. Yeah, and I and I so the whole thing is set up so the, so they can kind of get rid of this guy for a minute, so Jimmy can get him to stand in front of this airplane for theatrics and stuff, probably for some sort of commercial he's going to shoot. Yeah, uh, you know, because he's an he's an ambulance chaser. Uh, he's one of those uh, types of lawyers, and he's. They went to all this trouble to do it. Oh God, that's all of that stuff was I so great. I told you not to talk, and he's like, "Oh, I can't say anything." <laughs> he's just like he's just mumbling to him I, the whole like, time. He's, the one guy was just like, "Oh, thank you for your service," and blah blah. blah. And then the guy just starts rambling on, like going, uh, and then Jimmy interprets. He's like, "He says you're welcome." <laughs> he went on for like a, a like a minute. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, at the end, like they get him back in the wheelchair because the army guy comes back with like a, a shit ton more guys, <laughs> and they all want it not to kick them out of the base to take a picture with this guy. They're like, yeah. "Can we take a picture with him?" And at the end, the guy, the old guy, just goes cheese, and Jimmy's like, "Fucking a," and then takes a picture. Uh, God, that was so great. That was awesome. He gives uh, like a thumbs up, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> and so they've got great. everything. He's covered with like a blanket, and he's got like yeah. the the nose tubes and shit for oxygen. Get oh, the tubes. Get the tubes. Get the God tubes. Damn it, I'm not going to jail for this. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Uh, and uh, I love his two student film guys. Like they. Yes. They got any great stories about your your great grandfather or whatever? They're like, oh, sure, about the the war and stuff. <laughs> like they couldn't even like improvise something. Yeah, I'm glad. Like I'm glad that they're re you know reoccurring characters because they they work really well with Jimmy because they're just they're just, they're just along for the ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, is great. The they're great. Uh, the uh, I liked the scene because you know it's revealed at the end that Mike is working on like a spike strip for something. I'm guessing he's going to stop Hector's car. Yeah, for something I don't know what the fuck is his plan. Maybe is that's at this how point. he's in the wheelchair. He gets uh, hurt and gets sick. Maybe uh, I like that Mike was was using uh, his granddaughter for help. Like she's <laughs> helping him make. She doesn't know what she's what he's doing, uh, but it's like secretly she's helping Grandpa make a spike strip to stop a <laughs> drug dealer. Uh, it's freaking awesome, and I. What I really liked, actually, is the the last shot of the episode because he's sitting there with some mm-hmm. like latex gloves and he's piercing the the hose with giant nails and shit. And he's got some old timey. Sh- I don't know. What, I didn't catch what show. I'm sure somebody out there is like it was this show, uh, but I didn't catch what it was. Some show or some movie was on, uh, f- presumably from Mike's time or whatever. And I like that the episode just ends with him like getting distracted from his spike stripping duties. Uh, yeah. and he just starts watching the movie or the show or whatever, and like that's the end of the episode. Yeah, uh, I like that because it was just like God. I, it was just running through my head that he's like making the spike strip or whatever, and then he looks up at the TV and he's like, "God, this was a great episode." And then yeah. starts watching it for a minute. He gets lost in the episode, <laughs> uh, which I often find myself doing with this exact program because it's yeah, so it's good. The, the little bits of humanity that's mm-hmm. you know those nice little sprinkles and touches that that's yeah. what makes it good. Yeah, like I said, that's why it felt like an episode of Mad Men. Like those those little sprinkles. You don't need to throw everything at me. You know, just yeah. little sprinkles like that. That's what makes it feel real. Yeah, um, it's uh, I, I like the show. I don't. I don't know what, I don't know what Mike is planning on doing. Exactly, <laughs> well, he's planning on doing something with the Definitely spike strip in a car. Something, and it's and whatever it is, it's not going to be uh, overly friendly. I'm not sure yeah. exactly what they're setting up for, but uh, it's going to be good. And I'm excited to find out what happens. There's only so I guess when he messes with Hector, that's how he's going to meet Gus. Mm-hmm. Presumably, and Gus is going to be like, "Oh, I like your." I wonder if that's I'm how they end the season. Took him out because he hates Hector Salamanza so much. Uh, I wonder if that's how they're gonna. I wonder if that's how they're gonna. To fi- I wonder if that's how they're gonna finish the season. Oh yeah, yeah, I would guess. assume so. There's what two episodes left. I feel like if they're only doing ten episodes, uh, then there is in fact only two left. Yeah, I think that's what they said. There's two, which is a shame because yeah, more please. <laughs> <sighs> All right, uh, your score for uh, Fifi. Uh, you know, four, mm-hmm. maybe four and a half, you know, somewhere around that line. Yeah, I gave this one four and a half. Uh, it was uh, just super, super solid all the way around. I just loved the, you know what it is? It's like the, everything is great, but when they, just seeing Jimmy being slimy lawyer just makes me so happy for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. 
Yeah. He's such a slimy lawyer, and it's he's so good at that character. Yeah. And I, I think that's what it is, is like, Kim is good, Chuck is good, uh... Even Howard. Like, Howard is good. I feel like that guy's asked to do a lot, and he sells it all really well, because he's not a bad guy. No. You know, he's just, he's looking out for his own self-interest, which sure. I completely understand. He just can probably take things a little too far. And you can even see, like, when they're when he's talking to Kim that he probably thought that maybe he treated Kim a little too poorly. Sure. And maybe he overreacted a little bit, mm-hmm. and it's kind of biting him in the ass. And so that's probably why he's like, yeah, you know what, you earned it. You right. can, we'll, we'll pay your student loans. I mean, and for me, at the end of the day, like... Uh, Jimmy and Mike are so well... I mean, like, those characters are down so pat that I almost feel like they're actually real, real, real people. Not oh, like yeah, real people on Mike. Not like real people on the screen, like, this is a person that actually exists. Like, he's yeah. he's really Mike in real life. Uh, you know, if it wasn't for the fact that he's sitting there making, like, homemade spike strips... And shit, like the rest of the stuff that comes out of his mouth, just feels so genuine and everything. Like you're yeah. gonna, hey, you're gonna come back and help us with that thing next week, and he's like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll call you, blah blah blah. It just like everything is, is, it feels so genuine, and the way those characters are, are, are done, it's just so perfect. It's hard to not give this show, you know, any any less than a four usually. So, and the solid. thing is, this show shouldn't be that good. Like I shouldn't. This should I should be drawn in as much because yeah. I feel I like know this should have fallen short. Yeah, I feel like this show should have fallen short by now of expectations, considering what it's going up against and what it's being measured against. Yeah, um, but it's to me, it's not. Uh, no, they created they they created a, a whole new chapter in this mm-hmm. big book of Breaking Bad. In some ways, in in some in in some weird ways, it's. It's better than Breaking Bad, but that's only because the show is different from Breaking Bad. Well, I think the other thing, too, is, you know, it wasn't like Breaking Bad right out of the gate was amazing. It was not the most amazing show. It really happened right around when, you know, Saul Goodman showed up in season two. Like, that's where things really started to change. I mean, the show was always really good, but it wasn't... It didn't go into the next stratosphere. Like, they they had to figure out that world. This is a show that exists within that world, and they already know all of yeah. that world. So they, it's kind of cheaty, uh, but yeah, I don't care. It's making for good television, and yeah, it's damn good television. I wonder what TV. I wonder what next prequel show they could do. God, I'm not sure. I mean, but there's a, all sorts of shit I. Yeah, I but would the, watch. the thing is, like, you know, there's so many good characters in it, and yeah, it's such a deep well to pull from. That they also don't just throw everything at you. Right. You know, you kind of have an idea, you you know, you get where Gus Fring comes from, but if they ever did a prequel show, like, you know, that would be neat. I would like to see how him and About the building of his, his presumable yeah. boyfriend, you know, came to be and that kind of thing. I mean, and that, I mean, shit, at this point, I'd watch a show about young, I'd watch a show about, like, young Mike Ehrmantraut and his uh, dealings with the... Like the police department and or, an episode, or a show about Huel. <laughs> I'd watch a show about Huel. <laughs> um, or uh, God, what, what the fuck? The name of that? The name of that guy who's now disappeared? Um, oh, the, oh, Drew. Is it Drew Pierce? I don't know. The 
God, I wish I could remember the name of that guy. I am actually the actor's name, not the character's, character's name. name. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the price. Price, yeah. I would watch a I would watch a spin-off show about that guy in a heartbeat as well. It would be It'd be a... so mundane but really entertaining. <laughs> it would. It would. It'd be uh, like a TV show with office space is what I would feel like. The the TV yeah. version of that. Yeah. Oh my god. All right. Uh well, that's a wrap for this week. We're going to come back. There's only there's but two episodes remaining, which is incredibly sad. Yeah. Uh but uh, there appears to be some sort of tie-in with what we saw at the end of this week's episode and the title of next week's, Glenn, because uh, we come back with Season 2, Episode 9 of Better Call Saul. It's called Nailed. Gave you away. Ooh, you're going to call to skip a prison stay. Saul, Saul, you better call Saul. you fight for your rights when your back's to the wall. Stay to the man, justice for all. You better call Saul. Best call now, you hear?